Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie Yes, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. It's a new season. A new season is underway. Um, the best start to a new season is three points, of course, um, as we all know, and three points we got. Uh, just a quick uh, few things that we have to do, contractual things that we have to do. The West Cork Beer Company obviously sponsors the podcast. Link is down below in the description. If you've got a nice beard and you want to look after it, um, I can't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't recommend them anymore, even though I haven't got a beard, but it's my mate's, it's my mate's company. Um, so go along there, support Colin, all handmade beard oil. Also, as you can see down on the bottom of the screen there, we've got a new, uh, we've teamed up with Manscaped. So I've got something for the hairy fellas and I've got something <laughs> for the fellas that want to be smooth. Um, I won't go too much into it, but it's 20% off if you use our um, our code, same old, say, I think it's same old, is it, I think? Manscaped, 20% off um, your orders. I won't, I'll let you go into your imagination. Go and check out the website. Um, if you're a big hairy, hairy buffoon like me, 
Um, something you might want to have a look at. Dan, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you, mate. It's great to be back. Um, judges will want some of that manscape because he's not very airy. Look at him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we but, see manscape. Uh, manscape is not for the hair on your head. <laughs> let, 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 let's put it that way. I wax. I wax. Wax on. Wax off. Um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm all good. Thank you, Craig, and uh, great weekend. I was buzzing mm. for it. So looking forward to this. Let me just say, Dan, what a fantastic show that was, mate, um, that you've done with Graham uh, on Friday. So looking forward to that every week. Uh, the Team Talk, new show every Friday. It was blooming brilliant, mate. And I know that you've got some uh, great feedback uh, from it. Great feedback on Twitter, great feedback everywhere. Um, so very, very well done, mate. We look forward to that on Friday. Uh, Thank you, mate. That. Yeah, we look no, forward to that yeah. again. It was brilliant, and uh, Graham was great. Graham's super oh, what a knowledgeable, man. and he's a uh, great, great guy, and a uh, really good bloke, Emilio, we had on from Fulham fans. So Friday, we'll have uh, Dan Lawless from West Ham. So, uh, yeah, one every week on a Friday. So looking forward to that. And, seven o'clock um, again? Seven bells? Seven bells? Yeah, it will be. Seven yeah. o'clock on a Friday. Excellent stuff. So seven o'clock Friday, the team talk um, for the West Ham game with Dan and Graham. Make sure you tune in to that one. Mark, how are you, mate? How you been? I'm good, yeah, cracky. That, that the old uh, podcast intro is getting longer than Graham's now, isn't it? We're counting down from <laughs> twenty. We've got. I know. It's time well, real, isn't it? Thing, yeah, I nearly fell the, asleep. You see, the thing is, when you when you when, when you start going up <laughs> in the world, people, yeah. I, well, I I I did actually go in. I did actually go yeah, in. Yeah, I'm surprised. When you I mean, start going up, when you start going up in the world, people time. start come looking for you. Well, there you go. But apart from that, I mean, yeah, great, great to be back. Feel like I've had a little break, enough of a break. Sometimes it's too long, isn't it? But that was about right. I think we should do it every year. Just a couple of weeks. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Then we'll, Three then weeks we'll go. Do it. Lovely, isn't it? Lovely. It has. It has been good. Nice to Ju- go again. Judges, how are you? Oh, I'm all good. Like, now that, while that intro's come on, I've walked the dog, washed up, and ate me dinner. Fantastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I think we, we just keep making the intro longer and longer, and then Lee's earlier oh, yeah. and earlier. Lee's, Lee's not late yeah, anymore because the intro's half hour. Yeah, do a couple more, and I'll be able to wash me hair. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. Like, you know? So, this right, is why, yeah, what, this why I don't have Lee and, Craig, Lee and Mark on together, Craig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've started <laughs> to. Uh, it's like being at school, isn't it? Like separating them. <laughs> get next to the week, I'll have yeah. <laughs> Next week. Um, just before we get started, hello to you all in the chat box. Um, good evening what? to you all. There's some what? watching on Facebook, there's some watching on Twitter, and there's some watching on YouTube. So, hello, everyone. Thanks for coming along. Um, what's this? Well, we'll bring this one in here quickly because this, uh, Craig and Co. Before you started, I have a VIP watching with me. Can you all give my mum a wave? Hello, mum. Hello, Hello mom. Karen's mum. How Karen. are you, Karen's mum? Um, hello. We hope we hope you're well um, and welcome along. Um, and thanks for watching. Let's get underway, Dan. Uh, full of away. What? What? What's wrong? Well, we just, you know, just if I asked them how their weekend was, and not, not a thing on how my weekend was, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, well, if you hadn't spent, no, if you no, hadn't no. spent, no, 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 if you hadn't spent so much time talking about the intro, then you would have had time. Dan, charming. <laughs> yeah, well, there you are. God, how was your weekend, Lee? Uh, Come on, oh, Lee, that, did you, did, blinding, Craig, absolutely yeah. blinding. Arsenal winning and Spurs losing. You can't absolutely. get that in the You can't. Like that. 
absolutely blinding. You could, did you have a nice weekend at the Box Park? Fantastic. Box Park is yeah. a great place to go and watch the, the Arsenal. It's got a great atmosphere. It'd be good to see a few guys down there at some stage, you know. So, uh, yeah, enjoyed it, like, you know. So, um, yeah, good atmosphere. It's not like being at the game, but it, it's uh, not too bad. That's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's something to uh, make the atmosphere. I don't know. I hate watching it at the moment with no fans. It's horrible. Oh, Absolutely oh, horrible. Yeah. And then the crowd noise yeah. then is just awful. I know that sounds stupid, that. But, like, Watching it with an empty stadium with the crowd noise in the background, it's awful. I hate it. Um, can't wait honestly, until I'll, I'll watch, honestly. I watched the best game of football, I think, for a very, very long while. Got home and watched um, um, Liverpool versus Leeds. It was a fantastic game, but it, it wasn't game. the same without the fans. Great no, game, but it, it will never be remembered because there weren't no atmosphere in the ground, you yeah. know. So, but I'm with you on that, Craigie boy. Let's carry on with the show, though, because um, that's what it's well, about. No, only, so, only, back only, over uh, to you, Craigie boy. Lead us off. Only if you're ready. Yeah. What about you, Craig? How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was all right. Um, was it? Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, you look, you look like you look like you've lost some weight, Craig. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> I have lost a bit of weight. Um, yeah, I have. That's down to the new job. <laughs> no, he bottled it. He bottled it. He bottled it. How have you lost No, I haven't bottled it because you haven't gone and said what you're supposed to say. Because my my new job, Lee. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say I've been doing so many. Oh yeah, so I've, done 300, I've, done 300, <laughs> yeah. I've done three hundred and fifty thousand steps in five weeks. Oh, what are you? What, what's your new job? A window cleaner? Boom, boom. Ah, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> 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 Good dear, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, what's this? Uh, no disrespect, but you guys have timed this badly. Chelsea are about to kick off in a second. Well, just uh, just to let you know, we support Arsenal. The dead giveaway here. Same old Arsenal. I've got a top on Arsenal top on. Mark's got an Arsenal top on. Lee's got an Arsenal top on. Dan's got an Arsenal top hanging up in the background. Um, I couldn't give two shits whether Chelsea are playing. <laughs> um, oh, to be honest. No. Um, now, Dan. Lee's definitely watching it, that. Oh, he is, of course. He's got his little <laughs> iPad there like Gary Neville. Oh. thinks he's... No, you. listen, you can and one thing you can't say about me, let's let's be honest here, right? Yeah. Dan 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 is the podcast podcast whore. He's on everything that goes, right? Yeah. You've got uh you've got Mark there snacking around like I don't know what eating his dinners and <laughs> snacks and all that, like me and you, Craig, are the only two professional ones here, and you're about wow. to slurp your water. Mm. You know, me, professional, get everything done properly before Just like, having a slurp of water. But I've, 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 you know, so, you know, there so you, weren't, you, weren't the la- you weren't the last one, weren't the last one on tonight then, Lee. You were the first one here. Oh, no, no, that's <laughs> because of arranging things. I'm getting things arranged. Oh, you know, is that what it work. is? Doing your hair again, it, mate. So. I see. I can't. Oh. Hey. Oh, what's this? You wanted Mourinho, by the way, to be the new manager. Don't, don't, don't come at me and with that. It. So, did, so did you. 
Now I did not. Yes, you I've did. I've never ever <laughs> yes, no, you did. I did not. yes, you did. No, I did not. Yes, I've you did. I've actually got on shows where I've said anybody but Marino. When we were off air, right, you know? when we were off air one night, you said I don't right when because we were so bad under Emery. We were talking here one night, and you said actually, I'd have had, had, it I'd might have had Basil Brush instead of Dick Emery. I'll tell you that now. It might have been. It might have been. It might have been on a WhatsApp audio. I've resigned to the fact now. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. There's only one player. We'll have to bring in Mourinho. Bring in Jose. Bring him in. Jose Mourinho's red and white army. It went something like that. So don't give me that shit. Anyway, Dan. Sorry. Um, yes, for the bro, people that I'm are watching, and people that are watching, and for people that listen, I'm so sorry. Um, we're kind of 11 minutes in now, and we haven't even started. Dan. <laughs> Fulham away. 3-0 win. Lovely start to the season, mate. Mate, it was. And it's getting to the stage now where this system is working against any team because the first thing that people will say if you're not an Arsenal fan is, yeah, we expected to win. It's only Fulham. But it ain't only Fulham, is it? Because we've gone with this system now against Sheffield United, Wolves, Liverpool, City, Chelsea. And now, of course, we've gone to Fulham who have just come up and it's not an easy game you know when a team comes up you don't know as much about them they've got nothing to lose they come out and they give their all when you look at it we actually matched them all over the pitch and were better than them all over the pitch and the system worked it got to a stage where our two new signings proved why they were brought into the club and it's always great to see that but more importantly Arteta is getting something out of every single one of these players. There was only two shocks for me, and that was I thought Saliba was going to start instead of Gabriel. I didn't expect him to come straight in. And of course, I didn't expect El Nini to get the nod ahead of Danny Ceballos. But I tell you what, he did, and he did a great job as always. You know, he seems to me that he's just come into that side now, and it seems that he's just become... To just fed into the Arteta way and he did it exactly the same against Liverpool so it was a very solid performance I gave Gabriel my man of the match and everybody else was saying it should have been Willian I thought Willian was class but I don't think you could look past Gabriel for what a debut that was he's come in at a clean sheet scored a goal been something that we've needed for 15-16 years in my opinion in that position his aerial ability is brilliant and I told a lot of you this was a great sign and I stand by it because I thought that debut was exceptional for someone who hasn't kicked a ball for six months because France stopped their league to walk straight in there and put in a performance like that was sensational and yeah it was a couple of shaky first minutes from the lad but he's going to be he's trying to settle down and once he did I thought he looked absolutely fantastic so great performance three points and a very consistent comfortable win Craig absolutely mate Mark what did you make of the weekend Sorry, I just had to mute myself because I was eating crisp. Um, yeah, no, what a fantastic performance. All the lads buying into it. And I echo what Dan's saying, really. Like, El Nini, never really done anything wrong, Craig, has the Egyptian prince? Like, but what you can, 10 out of 10 for energy, for, his, you know, his stammer and, and, and for getting up and down the pitch. I mean, you know, we're all, all about spending God knows how much money on a 29-year-old who's got a questionable personality, we're told in Thomas Party, but I don't know, do we need to spend that huge amount of money when we've got this lad who, who seems like he wants to play for the club, who, he wants to buy into Arteta's ethos? I don't, I'm not convinced, you know, El Nini, I don't think the lad's done anything wrong. And if Arteta can turn Xhaka into a player, which he has, and then what can he do with El Nini or someone that, who's got that physical presence? And like Dan says, you know, Saliba... I don't think he's fit, so 
And I think he had quite a few injuries last year. So that's why they, I don't think they're rushing him into this side. But again, like what Dan's saying, that centre-half, I mean, we can't get too carried away. And I know I've seen a few people saying, you know, we can't get carried away, it's only Fulham. And they're right. I said the same thing. You know, let's face it, Fulham are going down. You know, they are going to get relegated. That's, that is a fact. You know, bless their hearts. Um, part, uh, Scotty Parker said after the game, you know, we're going to lose more games than we win. They'll do well, well, well to win any games. Let's be frank. You know, they, they haven't got anything really going forward. And at the back, I mean, you take Gabriel's goal, for example, not one of the Fulham players left the floor to try and challenge. Not one of them jumped. Not one. You know, in the Arbor Centre half, right back, golden rule. If you can't get to the ball, you've got to make it difficult for your man. You know, you've got to jump up in front of him, try and block the flight of the path of the ball. You've got to you've got to try and put him off. You've got to do something. They're nowhere near, you know, that's that's not anywhere near what I would class as a challenge. So he's unchallenged in their six yard box and it's gone through the goalkeeper's legs, whatever. It's a touch of luck, and that's what you need to make your debut. It's the stuff dreams are made of. But let's be frank, Fulham are poor, really poor. But you can only, you know, this is a game where Arteta gets no credit, does he? You know, you know what I mean? Because he wins and everyone says, you had to win. If he doesn't win, he gets absolutely slaughtered, doesn't he? You know what I mean? But the fact that he's actually set a system up, put a side out, the fittest side he had available, hence the reason he'll he's in there. And we've done the job. We've got three points. So fantastic. Some brilliant signs. But keep calm. It was only Fulham. Absolutely. I mean, hard to disagree there, Lee. Um, but yeah. I think I agree. I agree with Mark and what he's saying. You have to play who's in front of you. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I do get a little bit peeved, if, if, if that's the right word. When people say, "Oh, it's only Fulham," or it's um, this, it's this and that. If we we lose to these teams like Brighton earlier on the, uh, the end of lockdown last season, Arsenal are rubbish. You know, as soon as we beat these teams, it's the other teams' rubbish. You know, so I like to think that there's a little bit of credit and all that. Like, I'm not going to lie, I weren't, I weren't um, overly confident going into the game. You know, people were saying three or four nil around me. I thought that they was on crack, but there you go. You know, um, I, I think that. Um, for me, I felt, you know, I would have took a 1-0 win at the beginning. But once this game started and once we scored, from that moment on, I thought Fulham, by the way, first 10, 15 minutes were decent. But after that, once we got the goal, not just Arsenal just went into this mode, which they've done for the last few games before lockdown. You know, been absolutely brilliant. Defended well. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, it's, I know it's only one game, but I... I, I, I really watch Gabriel close and I'm worried about his goal and things like that. What I watched him, what I wanted to see from him is when he had to defend, how did he defend? So when the ball was up in the air and he had to win the ball, he won every single headed duel, which is something that where our central sorry, our central defenders don't do. Three or four times Holding went up for headers and didn't win those headers, you know. So I look at that and I think that's a big positive. There was a couple of times when Tierney went forward and he had to get across to cover him. He got across and covered him. For me, they were the sort of things that I was looking at uh, on, on Saturday. And I couldn't be more than happy with what I see of him. Yes, there's going to be bigger tests in front of him. But I think that he's going to get better as the games go on. And um, another game against West Ham, get another 90 minutes under his belt. And yes, the big test will come against Liverpool. And But I'm going to say this now. I feel confident. 
that we could go to Liverpool and give them a bloody good game. The last few times we've gone to Anfield, boys, I've been hoping to keep the score down. Not win the game, not draw the game, keep the score down. I feel now we can go there and give them a bloody good game. And, and I'll tell you what, they've been a little bit more worried about us than in, in, in the past. You know, oh, it's, it's Arsenal, this is the three points that we can push them aside. Hold on a minute. This is a different Arsenal coming now, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to say they're going to go there and we're going to win, but this is a different Arsenal. And I'm uh, very, very impressed with what I've seen. I think I've got a big up for El Nenny. I'm going to say this now. If we'd signed El Nenny for 15 million, we didn't know what he was like. We would be going absolutely mad like uh, about him in the same context as the, the boy from Everton yesterday that played. Can't think of his name, the Brazilian. Alan. Was his Alan. Name? Alan. Alan. Yeah. We'd have been all doing, oh, look at that. You know what I mean? What a great performance that was. I didn't see nothing different from El Nini's performance to that Alan's performance yesterday. But because he's five million and whatever, blah, 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 people are going to get on his back. I'll tell you to me, El Nini is going to be a very, very good, important squad player for us. And you cannot win a league or win titles or, or challenge for top fours or go whatever you want to do with 11 players. You need a decent squad. And for me, he's a decent squad player. I was very, very pleased with him. Uh, I don't think he's done anything wrong. No, we're not going to win the league and we're not going to get in the top four with him playing week in, week out. I get that. But we will. Um, he could come in and do a job like he did yesterday. And like Danny Sobias, by the way, was our best player in lockdown, boys. Without a shadow of doubt, he was the best player that we had through lockdown. Did we miss him on on, on Saturday? No, because El Nenny came in for that one game. Over the course of a few games, we probably would miss Sobias. But at that moment in time, again, Arteta, as Mark quite rightly said, went with the fitter players and, and it worked. And I think the biggest key point of it all is that you can go down, then down the road moaning because they're not working when they go 1-0 down. What I liked about my Arsenal was we was 3-0 up with 10 minutes to go and everybody's working hard trying to get another goal or keep the clean sheet. Players coming on, little cameo roles and working hard. Pepe come on and put a shift in to bias. Everything, there's a positive vibe around Arsenal at the moment, a positive vibe, and I just hope the board see this and, and go with it and don't think, oh, we've done enough. Because I can see they've certainly not done enough. They need to bring in a couple more players. But at this moment in time, very, very positive. And I don't care if it's one game. We look on it at one game. And at the moment, we are one game in and I'm happy. And hopefully after two, three, four, five, six games, I'll be even happier. But at this moment in time, you cannot do more than what we've done yesterday. A free, uh, sorry, on Saturday, a 3 nil away win. It took us bleak months to get an away win a couple of years ago. Like So like, I'm getting on the first day of the season, keeping the clean sheet. I don't care who is it against. I'm happy. Absolutely, London derby as well. I mean, again, you know, you can go back and people say, "Ah, oh, it's just Fulham, it's just Fulham." But like, you know, I think we were Fulham come out of the probably the hardest league to get out of. They got out of it, um, so they can't be. You know, they've got to have something about them. Obviously, coming into the Premier League, um, playing in the Championship, there's a massive gulf um, of class, but they still got out of there um, and done it quite well uh, with a nice win um, at Wembley in the playoff final. But Dan. Um, no coincidence that, like, I'm going to touch on what Lee said. Lots of positivity around us at the moment. Um, can't be any coincidence um, that it's Mikard Arteta that's done all this, surely. 
I just think he deserves all the credit in the world because of the players that we have. If we had a, a team that Man City have got, then perhaps you could say these players have enough quality and the manager just needs to get the best out of what they've got and hit the, the heights of what they've got. I don't think that you can compare some of these players to the Man City and Liverpool players. They've just not got that same quality. So that's why Arteta deserves the respect he's getting. I'm going to disagree slightly with a couple of things the boys said, just because I've believed that as much as I will happily see Elneny and Chaka in the side for a couple of games, Party and Awar need to come into the side if we want to be pushing for top four, in my opinion. You know, and I think as much as it's great to see Elneny playing well and Ceballos coming off the bench, we need to be looking at that uh, kind of subs bench and think, wow, look at the quality that we can bring on in Pepe and Lacazette 100%. and Ceballos. And you look at Partey and Awar, and I just believe those two players, if we can get these two in, which we're clearly heavily linked with, our midfield all of a sudden looks similar to the kind of uh, competitors, let's say, of the opposing sides. And I don't believe that people understand how good these two are because Thomas Party is that enforcer that we need. But what he does as well is he's good on the ball, comfortable on the ball, great in transition. He's got presence, he's got power. And what you've got with Hossam Moir is 100% one of the hottest prospects in football, world football at the moment. And if we can get hold of him, that is a huge statement to everybody else around us. And trust me, pundits around will say Arsenal are now serious, serious contenders for top four. And they may even surprise. We don't know. With those two players, that would be one of the best transfer windows we've seen. And the last thing I want to say about the game at the weekend in terms of Arteta is Willian. Everybody said that was a washed up player. I've been guilty of saying we bought washed up players like David Luiz, like Petr Cech, like Dick Steiner before. This guy was doing it for Chelsea last season and he's done it for us in the first game. He's got more assists than Ozil did for the last two seasons. Let's look at this player now and see what he does and brings to the team, what some of the others have lacked to do over the last couple of seasons. Willian has been, for me, one of the a, a complete breath of fresh air at the weekend because he's moulded into the style straight away of Mikel Arteta. You look at what he was doing in the first half of that game. Go back to and watch Willian. Back and forward, back and forward. People think he's just on the ball going forward. The work, the work rate of the guy was sensational. So as far as I'm concerned, brilliant start. Let's get the two players in that we are heavily linked with and let's see what we can do, boys. You know, it, it, there's no pressure on us to, to get up that league in terms of second, third. We need to go and push for fourth. But mm. if we could be a surprise package, I think Party and Awar could be the two players that could make us that surprise package. Let's get on to William, Mark. Um... A player that I think most of us, most Arsenal fans, um, weren't too sure about uh, when he first came. Uh, when, apart, when, when, apart, when, from, when it, apart from me. Yeah, apart from you. Um, <laughs> I've been raving what, about what, him for years. What a, what a performance from him. Um, mm. I, you know, Looking at that, he could be a very, very important player for us this year. Oh, he will. He will. He's a dead ball specialist. He's, he's, he's you know, like... like you know, the Brazils that we all know and love, the Brazilians with the, you know, the ball was gold dust and, and they never gave it away and what they could do with a ball was was magical. And you see a little bit in um, in the centre-half, Gabriel. I think Gabriel at the weekend was actually the, the highest, um, was involved in the most passes, you know, of any... Uh, Arsenal player on the entire pitch. He had the most touches of the ball, completed pass rates. He's very, very comfortable in position. That's just a Brazilian trait. Willian is exactly the same. You know what I mean? From a dead ball, running with the ball, 
running without the ball, back to get the ball, tracking back. He is fantastic. Now, we, we would think 31 years old, so 32. I don't want to get his age wrong. I've just got Thomas Party's age wrong, and I apologise for that. He's 27. But if um, we can, you know, footballers of 31 now are not like footballers of 31, 20 years ago who have been kicked around apart for 10 years. <clears throat> you know, the hatchet men do not get a hold of these lads like they used to, you know. He he's a model athlete, looks after himself, lives lives the right way on and off the pitch. He is, there's no reason why he can't still be banging up and down like Cristiano Ronaldo is at 36, 37 years old. You know, he, he is a fantastic footballer. And from, like I say, you know, you see, you know, the, the free kick, he hits the post. You know, he, he will score free kicks for us this year. That is a fact. Uh, and he will, he will, you know, take corners, and we will score. You know that is, that is going to happen, especially when we get um, Gabriel and Saliba powering in six foot three, six foot two, from set pieces and things like that. You know, so it, it's nothing, nothing bad to say. I mean, let, let's say this. Let's say that every the bad thing people say is this two year contract to three year contract thing, right? Let's put it on real terms. Like Lee just said, fifteen million pounds for El Nini, right? If we paid fifteen million pounds for William and got him on a two year contract, that would cost us more money than a three year with no fee contract because he's not earning fifteen million pound a year. Do you see what I'm saying here? So we didn't pay a transfer fee. So if the whole package he's worth, I don't know, what's he on, £5 million a year, so we're giving him £15 million. If we'd bought him, we'd have had to have given that to another club and put his wages for two years on top of that. So we're still financially better off to give him a three-year deal. So even if he does nothing for the third year, which he will, because he'll be in and around the club and the, and the lads will be learning of him, it's still a cracking deal and he's a cracking player. And I've been saying it for years. I've, you know, like I, I, I was... I, when you look back at it and you look at Williams' past Chelsea performances coming towards the end of the season, he was obviously very unhappy there because coming over, he's made the switch across London and, I mean, he's playing like he's playing like he's 25. Lee, was you very interested? Was you very impressed with Willian at the weekend? Oh, without that, yeah. I thought it was very... I thought, look, listen, he's been a great player. I remember, uh, I don't watch many Chelsea games, but the, the, I did watch the Chelsea game against um, Tottenham when, when he scored two goals at White Hart Lane. I know one was a penalty, but... He was first goal was brilliant, and he was absolutely outstanding uh, in that game. And also, what I think you you have to forget, do you remember when there was all the trouble with Mourinho when he was at Chelsea at the last part of the season? The player of the year that year was William. He was just like got on with his stuff, and I, I thought was a fantastic player. Um, the fact of the matter is, with him now, is that because he's he's thirty two. Let's be honest. If he was twenty five, Arsenal wouldn't be getting him. The reason that we're getting him is because he's thirty one, thirty two, and. For the life of me, I don't understand why Chelsea have decided to, to to not give him what he wants because I felt last season he was one of their better, better players. And, you know, for, for us, I think for two seasons, you know, he's going to give us what, what I think Arsenal need. And, and people seem to sort of re, not, not uh, neglect it, but I think they don't think experience is going to give us his one things. He knows exactly how to win things. So when you're looking into that, um, uh, you know, the younger players are looking in the dressing room after, not not just necessarily a great win, but also when things ain't got, gone well, how, how do you react? What do you do? Well, I'll have a look at what Willian's doing because he's been there and done it all before. So I think that that's a key. I think that um, 
I would imagine Willian's play goes in after that game there and would have walked in the dressing room and said, yeah, job done, let's move on to the next game. Be no celebrating it. There'd be none of this. It'd be like, you know, this is how this is how it's done. This is how it goes on to be when you want to win things. You know, you, you move on to the next game and prepare properly for the next game. So I think it's going to be a great, great um, uh, situation. I also think that... It, it gives us uh, a little bit of extra quality in, in, in wide areas. And as you see with um, um, the, 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 uh, the free kick that he can do, he, he can put in good crosses. You know, I don't. I, I know Aubameyang scored an absolutely fantastic goal and he did score a fantastic, it was fantastic for him. It's a great build-up. But it was good build-up until it got to William. When William got it, his pass was absolutely exceptional. It was on the money. It was quick pass, you know, it was just fantastic, you know, and I don't think people appreciate that. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of his. Um, and if we can have him for two years, and I think that, you know, this is experience that we need. And I think that if, if you know, when you look at these two guys, I look at this team in the moment, Craig, and I really do look at this. After you watch that, if you was a player like AR or, or, or Parse or whatever, you might be thinking to yourself, do you know what? I, I fancy coming to Arsenal because it's it, like the project. They're all young players. They're all hungry. I like what I'm seeing. You know, I've, I've, I see David Louise having the time of his life. I've seen Willian has gone there now and, and doing well. Aubameyang looks like he's saying it. So he's going to stay. All of a sudden, you know, Lacazette, I think, you know, a big, big thing on Lacazette, his work rate is sensational. I don't care what anybody else says. You know, he works, works and works. And he works tirelessly for the good of the team, not himself. So he will do the runs that will will benefit the team or get back instead of benefiting himself. And I think that goes unnoticed a little bit. Like, you know, I'm delighted that he scored. But if he's, these guys are prepared to do that, Craig. They're prepared to do all this sort of work. So I'll be thinking, do you know what? I wouldn't mind coming to this club because there's, there seems to be a project and I might want to get involved in it. So I think, you know, you know, somebody like uh, Hussain Uwa might be thinking to himself, like, I'll have a bit of this. I'll have a bit of it, you know what I mean? Because, it's you know, Arsenal's a massive club. There's a big vibe going on. They all seem to be very, very happy. And one thing I noticed, Gabriel's only just come into the team. When he scored, look at the, the celebration. All jumping on him and everything like that. When I, when I see um, uh, the Tottenham uh, documentary thing, they've got tables of three and four sitting around, all, 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 you, know, you know, so clicks develop and everything there. There seems to be a togetherness with Arsenal. And, you know, you notice it on the bench. The players are all jumping up on the bench, you know, like Danny Sabias, you know, um, celebrating when, when we score goals. Even like, you know, there was a little incident between him and, um, um, who was it, Eddie, wasn't it, like before the game, you know. Uh, I don't mind that. They're, they're, you know, they're probably a little bit peeved. They're not in the bleeping starting lineup, So it's all good. You know what I mean? And even though they had that little fracas afterwards, they've got they're on Instagram laughing and joking and all that. Like just showing you that that things can happen, even if you're a good happy camp. But we're still very much together. And I, I think there's good vibes at Arsenal, and I think that's a lot to do with, with the new manager coming in because that's his name. He is a manager now. He's coming in, and I just think that he's we've, we've bought in this transfer window. We have been very very shrewd with what we've got so far in terms of bringing players in now. We've got to bring in a couple more. I'm not happy with a couple of ones that we may have to let go. But do you know what? I'm going to have to say, right, OK, in, in Arteta, I trust and whatever they are, 
I'm, I'm going to, you know, it might, I might not be happy that Martinez, Martinez has gone. I might not be happy it'd be Maitland-Knowles or Bellerin. But if it brings in party and it brings in Owa, I'm going to be very, very happy. Because well, I that's think the that, thing. Yeah, as Dan says, we're two players away, those two players away from having a fantastic opportunity to do really well. Because I can tell you that now, you can talk about Liverpool's front three. You can talk about anybody else's front three. They might be as good as us, or, or even slightly better than ours. But our backup, if you think of it, is Pepe, Martinelli, Saka. You know what I mean? Like that ain't a bad little backup. So no, our squad is a lot stronger than what you think. If we can just get the right couple in there, and Dan's right, if we can just get the right couple in there, I think we're in for an exciting time. Well, I can't, I couldn't agree more, mate. Um, what do we make of all this? You know, there's all this Twitter negativity that's still going around. Um, we had, uh, is it V-Night and Eden on the website the other night come out and actually spoke to the fans? Now, I was actually really surprised about it, uh, watched it. Um, I was quite chuffed, to be honest, because I've never seen Arsenal do anything like that before, um, come out and actually speak to the fans. We're, normally, we're all sitting, waiting, wondering and waiting what's going on. Um, but they actually came out um, and have told us what the told us what they're trying to do. You know, they've told us to trust the process, this, that, and the other. But we still get negativity um, on social media. Uh, people coming out and telling us that it's just all excuses and that we're all going to buy into it and they're just going to let us down again. Dan, what, what did you make um, of the V9 Edu thing? Listen, uh, it's Arsenal fans, mate. They're always going to find something to complain about. Now, as far as I'm concerned, what did I make of the V9 Edu thing? I don't trust V9. I don't like V9. Yeah, I've got somebody who's is quite close to within the club who says he's clueless, doesn't understand what he's doing. But I do trust Edu and I do trust Arteta. And this is what makes me laugh. Edu and Arteta, I said it to you boys earlier, they are the novices yeah, mm. and they are clearing up the mess from Unai Emery and Raul and Wenger and Gazidis, who are the experts, right? So let's give them and cut them a little bit of slack. They're trying to do business in the transfer window, and at the moment they're struggling to get rid of these players. Now, people on Twitter then start going, I can't believe we haven't sold anybody yet. Why do you think that is, guys? The reason we've not sold these players is because nobody wants them, because they are not good enough. Who wants to give Socrates 100 grand a week? Arsenal. Funny enough, no one else does. Kalasenak, nobody wants him because he, he's so poor. So this is why you have to cut the Edu and Arteta's a little bit of slack because they're trying. They've got a plan and they do need to sell now before they buy, which is why we haven't got enough money to go and release the clause yet of party. And it looks like we're trying to raise some funds to get Hosomawa. It looks like we're going to probably need about 90 million to 100 million at the moment to get both of those. So if we're selling Torreira for 20 and Martinez for 20, we're going to have to keep going. Because we need to raise much more than that. So when you say that about the, they've raised their touching base with the fans, I like it. I like what Edu and Arteta are doing. I think they understand the club. They played for us. One was an invincible. One captain the club. One lifted the FA Cup and then lifted it as now as a manager. They get what it like is means to play for Arsenal. And I'm with Lee. Hasimawa and Thomas Partey are coming to Arsenal because they like what they see. 
and they like what they're seeing with this manager now. And they didn't like what they saw under Runa Emery like we didn't. But Stan Kroenke needs to now help this guy out because if there's no funds, then he has got the, the funds in his pocket to say, listen, I gave Unai Emery 72 for Pepe. I gave Wenger 70 million for Granite Chakra and Mustafi. So I'm going to give you 90 million so you go and get a Warren party. That's what Kroenke needs to do now because it's got to that stage where we're so close to challenging for something which I believe would be quite special this season. I'm not talking about the title because I still think with those two, we're not going to win the title. I still think that we could push for the Europa League win and I still think we could push for top four. And I think if you were to get to, to, the, to a realistic target, that would be realistic. And with those two players, we have a great, great chance. So with Edu and Vinay coming out, I think Vinay has literally said, it's over to you boys. I don't do uh, footballing uh, business, but you two do. And I love the fact that Artesha and Edu are now pulling the strings ahead of Raul. I didn't trust Raul. I didn't like what he was doing. I felt he was a bit of a fraud and there was something dodgy about the guy, which I think is why he's gone. We have been heavily linked with Party and, and uh, Hossam Awar since day dot. And the other players we were linked with were Gabriel, Willian and Danny Sobios. If we can get these last two pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, Craig, I could be very excited. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I didn't think there would be no chance of getting Hossam Awar. No, you know, when, when, I saw that, when I saw that come out on Twitter or in the paper or wherever it was I was reading, I was like chuckling to myself. Me and Lee have, me and Lee have had this argument over the last three years. You know, I've always said to Lee, Lee's always said, you know, Arsenal are a big club. We are a big club. We're a massive club. But I've always said to Lee, why why would a player want to come and play for the Arsenal? Now, I'm, I'm talking about when we were going through our bad time. You know, when, when we, you know, when Wenger was here and we couldn't win a game, an away game, and we were just playing poor football. Um, we weren't, we dropped out the top four. You know, we were poor. There's no, there's no, there's no beating around the bush in in, in Wenger's last few years. We were poor, and I, you know, I always used to say, "See, why would someone want to come here?" You know, um, but now, only in a short time, over a short period of time, I actually ask, I actually say to myself, a player would be mad not to want to come here now, because there is really something going down, and it's really looking good. And again, Mark, I'll come to you on this, mate. I've, I put it down to. I put it down to the man. I put it down to the manager. I put it down to Mikhail Arteta. Has instilled confidence in every single one of these players from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. The buying into his ethos. He came yeah. through the door day one, and he, you know, you see when he, when uh, he arrives, and we had that video, didn't we, of him walking around, going into the. Uh, Murtasaka's office and asking about the drones and telling Putin, you know, have we got drones? You know, we need to get drones. We've got a lot of work to do. You could tell from then. He's just been yeah. banging, banging that drum. Bang, bang, bang. And they've all bought into it. And if they haven't bought into it, guess what? They're nowhere near the team, are they? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so get on board. And a few of the lads tried, didn't they, in the first in the first beginning there. A few lads actually made uh, Ainsley made Mate, the Niles tried at the beginning. Uh, got a little bit, you know, thing. But you look at him now. I mean, Dan's Dan, Dan's right in what he says. You know, we, we can't move players out, and that, that's the key to us getting these two last signings. We've got to get some funds in, and this is why we're seeing Emmy Martinez has gone, um, and he goes with our best wishes, and, and we can't thank him highly enough. Is if it is to be Aston Villa, you know, really good luck to him, and, and thanks for the FA Cup heroics, and. Um, but we need the money. Uh, I'm just super pleased that we didn't take that ridiculously low offer um, for Ainsley. 
um, from Wolves mm. because I think we really regretted that. But sadly, that's that's the kind of colour of a player we're going to have to lose to get these lads back in, um, to get these other lads in, you know. But it's a very, very difficult transfer world out there. You know, I listen to it all. Uh, and, you know, there's big reports today about Man United trying to get Sancho and they're haggling over the fee uh, and trying to get that reduced down. Now, this is Manchester United here. They're, you know, if, if Sancho is their last piece of their puzzle, they're still haggling over money. Uh, and Dortmund are saying to them, well, look, you know, we know that um, Real Madrid are interested in Sancho, but they can't afford to come into the market this year because of the, the £500 million money they're spending in the Bernabeu this year. Next year, Real Madrid will have money. And so they're saying, if Man United don't want to pay the £110 million this year, that's fine, because next year, Real Madrid probably will. Unless, of course, Mbappe, who is going through a power shift with Paris Saint-Germain at the moment. So, unless, so the complexities of the transfer market, it's not just about if you've got the dough, go and buy this lad. You know what I mean? It's, it can have this domino effect. And because we've got this late window, don't think it shuts to October... Um, it's October so, 7th, so, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't shut till then. So we, we've got a couple of weeks, and what we'll what you'll see is that something will happen, something will trigger. Um, you know, Bellerin will be sold to Paris Saint Germain, and all of a sudden it'll go. Yeah, domino effect. like it, like it did the year we we sold um we sold a Giroud, didn't we? To Chelsea, that's why I end up going out to Dortmund, and then we ended up with arguably the greatest striker, well on his way to being if he stays. Please let him stay. Very, very yeah. difficult with transfer market. It's not just cut and dry. But to answer your question, 100%, it's, I agree with Arteta and his promotion from first team coach to manager this week proved to me he is winning the confidence of the directors. He is winning the battle of power in the halls. And the players are buying in, not just the players, but the directors are buying in. So please, 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 if they can just find a way to back him with his last two lands, like Dan saying, we will be banging on that top four door for sure. Absolutely. Just before we go to Lee, good evening to you all. If you are watching us live, over 500 of you um, here this evening with us. So hello to you all. Thanks for the support. And of course, hello to you if you're watching on the catch up or you're listening to us on audio, Spotify or iTunes. Lee, um, this was going to come up. Mr. Abamyang still hasn't signed the deal. Or should I say, it still hasn't been confirmed. Announced. Um, announced that he's staying. Are you worried? No. No? no? I'm, I'm, I've got it on good authority that it's already done. He signed it um, or he's agreed to it. Everything's A-OK. I don't think he's... I think the most important thing is he, he's, he's happy with everything there. The only thing that I think that may be just holding it back a little bit is... You know, I don't think he's probably, like myself, 100% convinced with what's happened in the transfer window at the moment. I think that, you know, if they were to sign a couple more players, the ones that we're being linked with, why wouldn't he want to sign? Because he's going to be captain of a very, very good side. Lee, um, Lee I, it, do you think, Lee, can I just ask you, Lee, do you think that in any way, shape or form, Aubameyang signing a contract has got anything to do with his mate lack of staying? Well, it could have something to do with that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, uh, I think um, 
Lacazette's a difficult one because I think, unfortunately, he's one of those players that we could get some money for. Like you know, but do we? Really, I think that you know when he performs like he did yesterday, I think that um, he was fantastic. But I do, I still state this now that with this system and the way it is, I, I think if he Arteta really wants to play this system with a false number nine. And that would be someone like Awar going in there or somebody like that playing that sort of role and letting, letting us from the, the wide players being our um, more creative players. A little bit like what Liverpool do with Flamino. Flamino's really a, a centre-forward like a Lacazette. So uh, that, that's how I see it. But for me, I think that we're going to have to let a few players go. I really do think that it could be Lacazette, could be one, Bellerin. And, 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 and I'm going to say it now... I, I think Maitland-Niles is still not con- not a convincing one that I would say put my house on it that he's going to stay. So um, because and I think Dan's right what he said that because those ones there are unbelievable. The only two players that we've been linked to selling have been um, you know Martinez and um, uh, Maitland-Niles. There's a reason for that because they're two good players. The rest of them have not been, you know, Torreira. Everybody goes mad about Torreira. Blah 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 blah. If he was that good, he'd been it'd been easy to sell, wouldn't it be? But we've not been able to 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 get. Uh, he's not been easy to to sell. I, I'm 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 think he's a good player, but he, to be honest, if you're going to win titles and you're going to challenge for top four, he's not the answer, guys. So like this 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 gets some money for him, but um, you, you know. I'd just like to come in there, though, because I'm actually gutted about Torreira. I I thought he was going to... Arguably, his best game. I mean, that picture there now, we'll just bring that back. That picture there now is obviously when he scored against Spurs. Arguably, his best game um, in an Arsenal shirt. Um, And I'm happy that it was that day. But I'm actually gutted about him, and I'm actually quite disappointed that things haven't worked out for him. Um, And it looks like he's off to Torino um, for 24 million, I think. Yeah, not good but, enough. But these are the kind of players <laughs> that we've got. To good luck to him. Not a fan, Lee. Not a fan. These are the... No, yes, listen, listen I'm, it's not that I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm fed up with seeing also-run players, you know what I mean, playing yeah. for his football club. Yeah, You know, yeah. I okay, want yeah. to see top-class players coming in. Like... Craig I don't no, understand game. what Craig said. He had a fantastic game against Spurs. But, but you know... We, did he, did he have a fantastic game against Liverpool? Did he have a fantastic game against uh, Manchester City? These are the, we we we've got to I'm, get you know get into our ends that these players are not good enough. You know they're all right for squad players if they want to be squad players. But the most important thing is, which people don't forget, we've got 33 players on the books at the moment. We can only have 25, so somehow we've got to to trim down this squad. And we're saying like, oh well, we want to bring in Partey, we want to bring in. Oh, wow, we want to bring in another goalkeeper. You know, so we're going to have 37, 38, 39. It's not about the money, I don't think. It's about trimming down the squad. Trimming down the squad and also getting some some sensible money so that we can turn around and go, do you know what? You know, like, really, really see, if we sell Torreira, we sell uh, Martinez and we sell uh, Guendouzi, that should give us 50, 60 million. That buys you Partey. Then you've only got to find 40 million Right to get to get um, to say get another one in like and it may be then that you have to sell a Lacazette or somebody like that and some that we're not going to like whether it be Maitland Niles it could be Maitland Niles it could be Lacazette it could be one of the boys that we don't want to see go but we feel that we're going to have to and I've I said this on on Twitter and I say it now did Liverpool fans 
were they happy when they sold Coutinho? No. No, they wasn't. Are they? Do they worry about it now? No, no. Because what they've done was they invested it in the players that they needed and look what happens. We have got the opportunity now to, to get rid of some players and invest it in the players that we need at this football club to push us to the next level. And I'm afraid that some people like Gwendozi, like... Um, uh, Torreira. Uh, Mesut Ozil, Torreira, they are not good enough for this football club. And the likes of Cedric's and all these players there are all right for backup. But the likes of Socrates, the likes of Mustafi, good luck. See you later. Thanks for what you've done. You will not be missed. And I'll tell you why you're not missed. Because I'm going to be a ruthless fan from now on. I want to see us moving forward. And I'm sorry, I'm sentimental Lee judges and sentimental, sentimental Arsenal fans, we've got to finish it now. And we've got to say, right, these are the players we want. I want I want this and this and this. And, it, it, you know, this this is a team over the last three or four years, this squad, we've gone from fourth to fifth to sixth to bloody eighth. We've got to stop that now. Eighth is mm. the, the lowest it can ever be. And we move these players out, you know. I was gay when Aaron Ramsey went. I don't want him back now. I want new, fresh players to come in. Yeah, and yeah. that's how I'm going to be. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, what would be the point? Of, what would be the point of bringing Aaron Ramsey back in now? Good player, yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, no one can deny he's a good player. But I get what you're saying, mate. I'm, I want to see a fresh. I want to see fresh recruits now as well. I want to see round pegs that go in round holes. I'm sick of seeing players coming in that are just. Oh yeah, we'll just get him to appease the fans, like that kind of. You know, yeah, I think. Well, um, Go on, sorry. No, uh, players that are coming in with a purpose. With a, what yeah. you can, you're seeing, what we're seeing on the pitch now, I, I watch Arsenal on the pitch now, you can see that they're being coached. You can see that they're being, you know, there's there's what I think, you, you can see that, that even when they played on on uh, against Fulham, they've looked at them. They've seen their weaknesses and we can exploit it. When I was watching Arsene Wenger's teams and, you know, it was just like, oh, we're, we're, we're Arsenal, we give it a go and like we get caught out. That's not happening now. We're going to go to whatever team we're going to play and we've got we've got a structure. How we're going to break down teams. How we're going to defend. Look at our defensive structure at the moment. As soon as we lose the ball, we're hard to break down. We ain't having shots being rained in at us at the moment. Like, you know, there's a structure. It's not just coincidence that's happening, boys. That's been happening on the training field. It's being done. So we're seeing positives. We're seeing progress. We're seeing everything there on the training ground. Now what we've got to do is see that sort of structure in the boardroom on our transfers. So we're going, do you know what? He's the one we need because he's going to do this and he's going to do that to our side. Like we have with Gabriel. All of a sudden, for so, for so long, we've now got a central defender that we're all looking at and going, that's what we've wanted. Big, strong, powerful centre-half. We've been wanting that for 15 years. Mm. We've now got it. So there's a structure. And that's what I'm going to say. And that's why I'm believing in the process at the moment because I can see what's going to happen. And and, and I'm, I'm afraid that these players, you know, if I think that, for instance, Granite Xhaka has been fantastic for us and I've really, what he's done is absolutely fantastic. And are we going to win the league with Granite Xhaka in the midfield? Probably not. No. But we, we, we might get top four with him. But but at the ultimately, you know, if if you think that's it, Granite Xhaka is the best midfield player that we're going to get in there. We ain't going to win things in the way we want to do it. Granite Xhaka in the squad and being around it, that's a different thing. But we've got to be looking if all around 
can we improve? Can we improve? Can we improve? Can we improve? Not going, oh, well, Torreira, he's good. I'm happy with him. You know what I mean? Because he scored against Spurs and he wins a few tackles and he's 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 made a couple of tackles with his head. Fantastic. You know what I mean? But that ain't going to be where you're going to be. And that's how I'm going to be now. Like, you know, I want to see us being, looking at it as positive as we are on the field, off the field as well. Well said, Lee. Well said indeed, mate. Um, Dan, there's another player in there that we we talk about most weeks. Um, still missing after. Now I, I want to go on to this conversation, but I don't want us to get uh, I don't want us to get all personal on him. Um, he comes out on social media the other day and says that he's ready um, and he's willing to go. Uh, and then we see on Saturday again um, he's not in even in the squad. Um, and obviously. Everyone knows who I'm talking about, and I'm talking about Mercer Ozil. Now, we all know how good Mercer Ozil can be. We all know that. There's no, there's, there's, there's no question about how good he can be. When he first joined this club, I couldn't believe it um, when he signed. Now, Lee, just being silly there, because if he, if he backs himself out of his footballing knowledge, he, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Why is Mercer Ozil? Still not in this team, Dan. Don't and I don't want. I, I don't want. I don't want per, Percy personal. I want to know why you think he's not in this side. It's clear for me. Um, Meza Özil does not see that he is bought in to the way that he wants to play football at Arsenal Football Club. He doesn't fit into the philosophy. His attitude is wrong. And he is more interested in getting on social media than assisting goals. It's as simple as that. He's interested every day of going on PR. The whole signing was a PR stunt, if we think about it. You know, the whole contract renewal was a new PR stunt. He's a fantastic player, Mesut Ozil. Absolutely fantastic. But his mentality is about as poor as someone in the conference. So when you've got a mentality that weak uh, and you've got an attitude that stinks, you're not going to get into this side because you look at the attitudes that stuck not that long ago for Mikel Arteta and you see the ones that have progressed and changed. And I'll bring Granit Xhaka into that as well. I'll bring a Maitland-Niles into that. I'll bring Pepe into that. I'll bring Ceballos into that. Look at Ozil and Guendouzi. They threw their toys out the pram. They're sitting there with brollies on the bench, not bothered about coming on. They're going on Instagram telling everybody they're ready, that they love this club, that they're happy in London. They will try for this team. It's all a PR stunt. This, for me, is that we be the best time ever when this guy goes. And in 2021, I'll be so pleased when his contract is up because he's going nowhere. He's staying with us for another season. It's clear nobody will afford him. So it's going to be a situation where Mesut Ozil will be uh, rotting in the reserves for a season, unless he wants to leave and find another club. But I don't think he will. The reason that he is not in this squad, Craig, is because his attitude is wrong and him and Arteta do not see eye to eye with the way that he wants to move forward. And people say to me, oh, I'd rather have Ozil coming on than Joe Willock. I wouldn't. And I'll tell you why I wouldn't, because Arteta doesn't want Mesut Ozil. Arteta wants Joe Willock. And that's why. It's nothing to do with quality. Mesut Ozil is a better footballer than Joe Willock. Of course he is. But his attitude's wrong. And unfortunately... It's being proven right that Arteta is the man who was right here. Because have we missed Meza Ozil or Matteo Guendouzi? No, we haven't. No, so no. they can leave. And as far as I'm concerned, mate, that is the reason that Meza Ozil is not getting game time. And yes, we need to sell players still. Lee's absolutely spot on, by the way, Lee. That was a great rant. Um, 
absolute bang on with everything he said there in terms of selling players. And it is going to be difficult. Like I said earlier, it's hard to sell these players. But I trust and give it time. We've got till the 5th of October, boys, when it shuts. That's plenty of time. Trust me, the next couple of uh, couple of uh, weeks will be huge for the club. Mark, I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from when I'm talking about Mercer Ozil. We have a player there. He's a World Cup winner. Um, mm. You know, top of the assist polls, uh, you know, in all the leagues he's played in. Um, mm. This, that and the other. But oh, I just, I, yeah, I can't get my head around so why. why, why, why it's, like, it's like he came to Arsenal and just gave up. No, nah, because when he came, when he first came, he, he was really, really good, wasn't he? See what it is with Mesut Ozil, I think, is that, you know, to say about his... I don't know the bloke, so I can't talk about his character. What I do know is that he's got some character, some self-belief, to be riding this storm uh, and to be steadfast in his belief that he can stay and he's a part of the Gunners family. And he is all over social media and he's one of the most followed footballers on the planet. Um, he's a marketing dream. I, I don't dislike the guy. It's not It's not personal. Do you know what I wish? Do you know what I really wish? When you think back to the Mesut Ozil that won the World Cup and played for Real Madrid and won the European Cup, or whatever, he was in a team of very, very good players. I wish... Arsenal were a good enough team to carry him. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're not. We cannot afford to have a lad who will do unlock a defence once in 90 minutes and not put a shift in. We ain't afforded that luxury with with what we've got. We need 11 lads running more ground, chasing harder than putting them... Maximum effort in to win that game physically, mentally, all over the pitch. We have to win our duels. We have to win our battles. I wish, like the Germany team that won the World Cup, we could carry him, and we can't. And that is a sad thing with Mesut Ozil, is that if he was playing Real Madrid he would look like the Rolls-Royce that he can be, you know. And I, at times over the years, I feel for him that he's been trying to set up Nicholas Bednar. He's been trying to roll balls through to Olivier Giroud, who can't move. Um, you know, he's he's been playing with the wrong players, you know, and it's sad now that it's looking like we're going to assemble the back line to actually afford to have him in the team. And, and we're probably going to, his contract's going to run out and there'll be absolute uproar if he gets a new deal. So the board won't do it. Um, it is, it's a real shame, the situation with him, because I don't, it's just, it's just bad timing. And sometimes yeah. in life, you know, <clears> you, <throat> ask for that, you ask Fernando Alonso, you know, is he a worse driver than Lewis Hamilton? No, he's just been very unfortunate with the cars he's had. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, and Meza Ozil, I just think he's been un, really unfortunate. He's played for Arsenal, possibly in the worst period of our football club's history. Um, but yes, it is time to move on and draw a line under it. But I don't, I'm not sure that he will leave this year. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get these lads in, if he does come in and play some f- form of part in Europa League run, in League Cup run. You know, I think he can do a job. I think he can. 
Well, why do you think, Mark, that there's four managers now that have given up on him? Do you know what I mean? Arteta, Raz, That's what I always keep going back to. That's four you know managers. I mean? yeah. They all come in and they all know that he's got the qualities, don't they? They all know that the player, there is a, there was a player in there. That's the, that's the thing. And they all know that the huge investment the football club has put into him, that's in their best interest to try and get a tune out of him. Mm. But... If he's, you know, like I say, if it, if he's not willing to buy into what these other lads are doing, and and he is of that generation, he is of that that player that believes that somebody else should be doing the running for him. Which unfortunately, football has moved on, hasn't it? And and um, he used to be able to have a number ten that floated around, didn't drop back, you know, didn't just went missing and then drifted in and out and, and won games and didn't win games. And you used to be able to have a player like that in your team and it would be okay. But in today's game, you know, you watch Man City, you watch Liverpool, they haven't got a player like that. You know, they all just run and work for the team. And, and that's, sadly, he's possibly born in the wrong era. Lee, do you think there's, like, when you sit down and think about it and, do you think the league has got a lot to do with it as well? Because if you watch him in Spain uh, when he was playing for Real Madrid, he had so much time on the ball. He could sit there and think to himself, right, where am I going to put this? Oh, look, there's Cristiano. There's Cristiano. I'll just fucking pass that through to him there. In the Premier League, you haven't got that time to sit on the ball and pick a pass. Is someone going to clatter you? Is someone going to clatter you from behind? Um, but, but, you know, while, while you're making his choices. Is it the league? Is he not built for this league? It's a tough one because I think, you know, there are times when he has done the business in the league. So I look at it and think, you know, maybe it ain't that. Do you know what I think it is? I really honestly do believe this. He's had it all too, he's had it all too easy too early. Um, he's, he's won everything. Um, and I just think that, you know, the hunger and desire... There's people in the chat there saying that he fell out of football. He's, he's fallen out of love with Yeah, football. I think that maybe... Not, I don't think he's fallen out of love of it. Like the hunger and desire to be the best has, has probably gone out of it. Other things in his life have, may have took over. You know, listen, these, there are professional footballers out there that don't do it for the love of the game. You know I mean? Like they don't do it because they love football. They do it because it's a job. You know, and, and they haven't got the passion to it. You know, Mesut Ozil probably, you know, wouldn't be one that would go out on a Tuesday, a Tuesday and a Thursday night at half past seven in the pouring rain and go and train for an hour and a half. You know, it's, it's all come to him very, very easy. Um, there's no getting away from that he's a talent. You know, when people say, oh, he's not mentally strong and all that, like, you know, to win a World Cup, to, to, to play for Real Madrid, to be a professional footballer, to get through to become a professional footballer, you've got to have mental strength to get through it. You know, you know, you're on trial for, for three quarters of your, your young life, but trying to get in and make it and everything like that. So I just think that he's just probably just lost a little bit of um, desire. And do you know what I'm going to say this now? I, I think that, you know, people are saying, oh, you should just play in the Europa League and all that. I, I honestly think that if you said to Mesut Ozil at this moment in time, um, you're not going to play. Um, you're just going to be on. But I don't think he's going to be that too bothered. So, well, no. I'll come in, do a bit of training. Yeah. Uh, I've still got a nice London lifestyle and everything like that. Now, after six months, he might get a bit of passion for the for the game again on whatever. I don't know. But he just seems to me that he's not bothered about too many things in life other than having a good life. Listen, for me, 
if you if you look at it and someone said, I'll tell you what, I'll pay £350,000 a week. You've just got to try and turn up and play. They ain't got to play. I'll take it. You know what I mean? And I think that he's probably at that stage, I think he's at that stage now of his career where he's thinking, do you know what? I ain't going to get no better. You That's know? the bare and minimum, that, mate. That's what it is. Yeah, That's the bare minimum. Yeah. And I also think that somewhere, sometimes along the line, and I've, I've seen this with players, even, you know, in the level that I play, they get to a certain age and they just fade, whether it be 30. Some people get to 30 and become a better and better and stronger and that, and others just fade. And and I think that that's, that, you know, your powers fade. And it happens at certain stages of your, you know, 32, 33, 34. And I think at the end of the day, he's, not as powerful as what he was, you know, and I just think that he just thinks, do you know what? I'm not going to get it back. Let's live the life. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you, you can't blame him really. I mean, like people were having a go at him about getting paid 350. It's not his week. fault. It's not his so, fault. So, so, uh, I was just about to say, it's not his fault. If someone's giving you 350 grand a week, yeah, you're not going to yeah, say, yeah. Oh, no, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Of course. Yeah, just give, just give know, me a hundred. Yeah. I'm not worth that. You know what I mean? Don't, don't be silly. That's not, you know, I, I don't blame him for the contract. I no. never, ever, ever look at him and go, oh, he should be doing better because he's on 350 grand a week. I don't care. You know, he's in the team because he's an Arsenal player. and what, 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 I, It's never bothered me how much money you've got and all that. It's what you do. And 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 you know, don't I mean, ever see uh, don't ever see Lee turning down Big Macs, do you? If, if never <laughs> no, no, I mean, this is it. Listen, listen. I, I, I still play. I, I, I'm not. You know, I still go and play vets football at 53, and, and, and put me me heart and me soul into it, like you know, and, and run around as hard as I can, keep myself as fit as I can to so just running? play. Play. That's cheating. Like, isn't I, it? I, I do a bit of running and all that lot, but, but yeah, what you, I'm only, saying is, you play that walking football, don't you? No, all right, all right. <laughs> Don't take the mickey. Right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I don't see Mesut Ozil when he's 50 wanting to go and play best football. I don't, I don't yeah, think yeah, he's got yeah, that yeah. love for it. No. Like, there will be players that, that you know will do. That's you know you come up against some of them that are still playing vets football that have played pro level uh, and that because they love the game. I just mm. don't think that he's one of those people that is. It's all about the love of the game. I think you know, um, and that's how I feel. You know, so. You know, someone like Nigel Winterburn is older than me. He still plays because he loves football, not because yeah. he's he's, do, he's doing it for money or whatever. He's doing it because of the love of the game. And Stan, I, I don't think Mesut's got that. Stan, the man, brings up a great point. Says, why did Madrid sell him? Because he didn't want to leave there. Carlo Ancelotti had the choice of getting Bailin and then either hell, leaving yeah. Ozil or Di Maria. And he was like, I'll keep Di Maria. Cheers. You can go. Why did he do that? Because he didn't have no faith in him and neither did Emery. Uh, neither did... Neither did the, at the time was the best the player, probably the second, third best player in the world as well. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and to get to get Gareth Bale, they had to fund that. You know, Real Madrid. Yeah, but he, to, yeah, but he had to oh, he had to get rid of either Rosa or Di Maria, didn't he? That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not blaming yeah, the Rosa. Well, 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 look, if if us, well, look, if if I signed in Mesut Ozil for all these years, got Gareth Bale out of Tottenham, then the whole thing's been worthwhile. <laughs> 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 Very true. Venga, Venga, that's Venga's done it. Done it. <laughs> Give him a pay rise. Yeah. Give him a new contract. Give him a new contract. <laughs> so we move. A week. <laughs> we move at the weekend. Um, a home game uh, with West Ham. Uh, another London derby. How many times has mm. that happened uh, at the start of the season? Two London derbies straight out, the, straight off the bat. Mm. Um, got beaten by Newcastle quite easily. I watched it. Oh, they look, yeah. they oh, look terrible. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
they do look very bad, West Ham. And when I look at West Ham and you look at the story, it's very much it's very much like ours. Um, they've been taken away from their traditional home, mm. promised this and promised that, come to this big oval ground that's going to hold 60,000, 70,000 people and we'll be up the top of the league. But it just seems to have really, like West Ham fans, I mean, to be a West Ham fan, well, they've really, so. got, they, I do. They've really had a kick in the nuts. Like you know, I mean, they've. I don't know. We all, we go on about leaving Highbury round the corner, but leaving you know leaving Upton Park and having to move to the Olympic Stadium and, I mean, Upton Park was a fantastic one of the last traditional football stadiums left in the Premier League, wasn't it? Close to the pitch, um, you know that that old that old world feeling about it, uh, Upton Park. Um, being in the middle of East End of London, but I just can't see. Normally, when I when we play West Ham, I'm like, oh, I don't know about West Ham. They're one of them teams that could they could do something to us, you know. But going forward into this game, I can't see nothing but an Arsenal win. Then surely. No, you're right, and um, I'll be very disappointed if we don't take three points at the weekend because I feel that West Ham are in serious trouble. I looked at them the other night, the way they set up very negative in midfield with Thomas Suchek, Declan Rice and Mark Noble. I mean, that's that's not one to scare everyone, is it? Let's be honest. And I think some of their forward players are just a little bit inconsistent and have some fitness problems. I think they can cause us some problems. Antonio did last season. But if we set up like we did in that system that Arteta seems to get these players drilled into now... I think we'll have a nice, comfortable victory at home. And it's not going to be easy to start with because I think West Ham are going to know that we're going to come and how we're going to try and set up. Uh, and David Moyes is, is already under pressure, you know, because it, that's what happens at West Ham with the fans. They put pressure on the manager straight away. And we've seen that with Moyes before. So they're going to want to try and take all three points from this game. They're not going to want to come sit back and, and take a draw, I don't think. I think they know they need a win. And against a big team like Arsenal, that would be good for them. So I think they're going to come at, try and come at us and try something different. But I think we'll have enough for them and, uh, and get a comfortable victory because we need to. We need to. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, what do you reckon, mate? Sorry, broke up there. Mark, West Ham, what, what, what's your predictions? We're going to smash them, aren't we? They're going down. I watched, they're absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. I'll tell you what, if we can smother, if I'd be saying to, if I was Arteta, I'd be saying, get all over that Declan Rice. He, yeah. he is useless. Gives the ball away left, right and centre. Honestly, we, we if we don't score four, I'll be disappointed. Lee? Yeah, do you know what? I feel for West Ham because... Like, like us, as you said earlier on, that you know they've had to move away from from West Ham as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like us; they've had to move away. We've only just gone round a corner, and um, at least our stadium's a football stadium, where there where there's not. So, um, I, I feel for. And do you know what? I know that we've been like that, and we have been like that. They've been. They've been oh yeah, they have had their pants pulled down. Yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. had their pants pulled down yeah. and slapped. And, they're the only you know, they're the only board in the league, Lee, that are uh, glad there's no fans in the ground, aren't they? Cool, yeah. I'll tell you what they are. Yeah, you know, what <laughs> I mean, point. they are because <laughs> they, they are, and that, that's the only thing going for them at the moment. Like what what I would say about West Ham is that um, I wouldn't underestimate them because before lockdown they played us. We beat them one 0 They were far better than us. Yeah. But you know, uh, but since then we've moved on, and and and, uh, and I'm with Mark on this, and I've got my mate. Paul at work is a West Ham fan and he's, he's, you know, saying the same thing. You're going to stuff us. And he's not just saying it to just 
uh, cover his cover his back. You know, he said before the game against Newcastle, we get beat. They've bought no one. They've got this and got that. They are there for the taking on on um, on Saturday. And, and, and I honestly think, like Mark, that this is a this this game is just as important as the game against Liverpool because this has showed this a little bit more about mentality. What can we do? You know, we're expected to win this game. Or, you know, as people are saying now, we're expected to, to win it well. And um, I, I honestly think that um, West Ham, uh, you know, are in a real... And then I'm just going to have to quickly say it because it is a poignant part, is that Jack Wilshere can't even get in this squad. What the yeah. hell's happened to him if he can't get into to, to this squad, let alone the team? They're I'm with Mark on this. Off, they're trying to buy him off, aren't they, Wilshire? They're trying to get him out, aren't they? Yeah, that shows you how poor they are. I expect Arsenal to win this game comfortably. We're at home as well. The way we're playing, the confidence we're... And, and this would be one where the likes of Willian, Lacazette and Aubameyang are going, oh, it's fill me boots time. Let's get me old goal, goals in there. And I, I see us winning quite comfortably this one at the moment. Not because Arsenal are so fantastic. It's more that they are so poor. Yeah, a lot of people in the uh, a lot of people in the chat um, saying that uh, yeah, I think they agree with us. Really, we should be winning this as a lot of five nils, four nils, three nils, um, this, that, and the other. Um, Can West Ham play that bad again, though? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I mean, they are in turmoil. Mm. I mean, you've only got to look at what Mark Noble tweeted out. Yeah, um, like that, yeah. Do you know it's it's what's going behind what we what is going on behind the scenes there? I mean, what we don't know about. Goodness me, um, so they, they are in. They, term- can't, they can't they can't score a goal for love nor money. So they thought, oh, I'll tell you what we'll do. What what we'll do? We've got this really bright young talent who's grown up round the corner here. Yeah. He's West Ham through and through. He's had a cracking season for West Ham. We'll sell him. We'll flog him for f- yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That will bring us to the end of the evening. Thank you very much uh, for sticking with us for the hour and 15 minutes. Over 600 of you watching live. Um, amazing numbers um, for our first podcast back at the season. Thank you very much indeed. Remember, um, we do have our own new little show happening across the water in America. It's on uh, Tuesday evenings. Well, it's be Tuesday mornings for us. Uh, I believe it starts at about half two in the morning. Um, it's 9.30 at night uh, in America, where they are. So if you're American watching this tonight, no more getting up early. You can watch the boys um, in America, the same old Arsenal USA. They're doing really well. Uh, I've watched the last two shows. We're getting a bit of a character um, coming out of there, though. This fella dressed up as a wrestler. Um, the Arsenal, well, he's actually got his own Twitter account. <laughs> um, that, that he set up uh, that's going around America on a push bike warning everyone <laughs> um, that they should watch the same old Arsenal USA dressed up as Rey Mysterio it's actually quite funny uh, people are telling me it's childish and this that and the other I mean so what that, Jesus is it Christ me? is it not no, you Lee no it's not Lee no no it's not me no 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 I thought, no, I, I thought no. it was you <laughs> not me I'm funnier alright thanks for watching us this evening Uh, my thanks to Dan thank you very much sir thank you Craig and uh, thank you boys enjoyed that one and uh, please come and join us on Friday night 7 o'clock for the West Ham preview Join join uh, Dan and Graham um, for the the team talk uh, for the West Ham game Mark thank you very much sir 
No, it's all right. I'm only here because Graham's at work, so hopefully he'll be off. <laughs> hopefully he'll be off. Everyone will be pleased to know that Graham's got next Monday night off, so he'll be with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I and can get on with me eating. Uh, yeah, you can eat while you're, uh, you, you'll be able to eat without disturbing anyone. Judges, thank you very much, mate, for your time. I know no, you're a busy man. I know you're a busy man with all these affiliate affiliate places you'd be going to and these black tie do's that you have to go to and that, but always always here on a Monday night for us. No, why I love it. Ge- absolutely what? love it. Why is this geezer having a pop at Lee saying he'd have to get a penny farthing out to do that stunt? <laughs> Nigel, what are you doing in there, Nigel? Oh, no, 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 Nigel, come on, sort it out. I ain't got a photo. Better, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Oh, how, do you know you, how do you know you got a penny farthing, Lee? Oh, well, I'll tell you, like, you know. I, I, I've got three of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> Again, uh, obviously, Graham's my... uh, Nigel's falling asleep while watching the Chelsea game. Yeah. <laughs> or that, or that's uh, that's Graham on a burner account. Yeah. Um, good, good luck with your step ladder anyway during the week, Craig. Yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> thanks very much. Thanks for watching us live. If you're yeah, thanks for watching us live. Uh, thanks for watching us if you've just if you if you've just caught up, and thanks for us if you if you're watching on Spotify or iTunes. We'll see you again next week. We'll be talking about the West Ham game. Until then, up the Arsenal. Take care of yourselves and each other. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.